Trigger warning, the Resilience Project provides an open space for people to share their personal experiences. Some content in this podcast may include topics that you may find difficult. The listener's discretion is advised. Hello, friends. Welcome to Radical Resilience, a weekly show where I, Blair Kaplan Venables, have inspirational conversations with people who have survived life's most challenging times. We all have the ability to be resilient and bounce forward from a difficult experience. And these conversations prove just that. Get ready to dive into these life-changing moments while strengthening your resilience muscle and getting raw and real. Here we are. Welcome back to another episode of Radical Resilience. It's me, Blair Kaplan Venables, your host, and I'm here today with Clayton Bora. He is a leadership coach who helps executives and entrepreneurs stop focusing on just delivering goods and services and start focusing on becoming unstoppable leaders in their industry. He brings over 25 years of leadership skills to his clients working at for-profit organizations in the fitness and real estate industries and nonprofit organizations with international rescue and aid missions. Whew, you just, that's so rad. And he's also served on the boards of several non-for-profits geared towards community development. He lives in Idaho with his wife and two children. And today we're going to talk about a time where he had to be resilient. Hey, Clayton. Hey, Blair. How are you today? Good. I'm so excited to talk to you today. You know, just offline, I, I, I said, do you want to talk about this? What are we about to talk about? And he's like, we can talk about that or something else. So who knows where this conversation is going to go? Um, I love it. Yeah. So when, just like for the listeners out there, I know tons of people and I, I realized I need to be really organized. So I set up a form. So anyone who wants to be on the podcast fills out a form and mm-hmm. it just allows me to be like organized with introductions and the assets I yeah. need. And so in the form, Clayton said, you know, when I asked him, like, what do you want to talk about? When did you have to be resilient? He talked about something that a lot of us entrepreneurs can relate to. And what he said was, I quit my day job to run my side business full time only to have sales come to a crawl. Mm-hmm. And I never like to assume anything, but does this have to do with something that rhymes with men? Uh, I was going to rhyme pandemic with something, but does that even No, tell- no, it doesn't. What? Okay. This was hey, years Clayton, ago. Tell me your story. Tell All us. All right. So story. I was, uh, well, I have a long story. So we'll just focus on this little, this little bit here. So I was working for one of these nonprofits. It was an international uh, aid mission as a graphic designer and my wife and I had uh probably I'm trying to remember probably about three years prior to this um opened a CrossFit gym and that was uh so I was doing both I was running running a business coaching in that CrossFit gym and then working full-time as a graphic designer for this uh aid um mission agency and uh, it was just getting to the point where I was like, I was struggling to do both, but I'm, I'm viewing it as two different, two ships and I'm trying to get them closer and closer together before I hop from one ship to the other. And it got to this point where I was like having to turn away sales. Cause I didn't have time to meet with potential clients. I was having to say, no, I don't have time to meet with you. And so we were kind of struggling and I'm like, all right, we've added this many members. It was a decent amount. We'd added like, you know, 20 over the course of two months was like our best months ever. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing movement. I'm seeing 
like where things are going in the right direction. Turned in my two weeks at my job and I was like, that's a whole other story um, of, of that place. But started going to the and working on the gym full time. And then it was like, as soon as I quit my job, like the phone stopped ringing, emails stopped coming in. It was just crickets. And I'm like, oh, I just gave up all of my income because my wife had quit working a few years prior. So we were basically living on my one, the one income from the graphic design that I was doing for a nonprofit, which didn't pay well, and then a little bit from the gym. And so basically all of our income went away and we're like, holy crap, what are we going to do now? Whoa. Oh my gosh. So stressful. Yeah. So yeah. stressful. So, so what did you do? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. So there's a lot. I wish that I could say like, hey, here's the one thing that I did. Right. Um, and life is never, at least for me, it's never like that. It seems from the outside, maybe it's like that you, somebody does changes one thing and all of a sudden they've got everything figured out. But I'm, I have my gut feeling is that it's a lot of different things. So one of the things that I really uh, leaned into is I had a, um, a business mentor that was like, saw what was happening. And I really uh, leaned in on him to give me some guidance on what to do. Um, but the big thing that I started to do was develop my own kind of practice about how to build resilience because like I was my head turned into a bag of cats I was scrambling and clawing at every sort of like marketing gimmick I could come up with to try to make money and I'm like none of this like really resonates with me and I don't like my business anymore and it was just it was rough so I was like I have got to wrangle the cats that are in my head and so I started um like studying well I'll say studying just reading a little bit of uh stoic philosophy and taking some time out of my day to really try to understand like what is in within my control what is not within my control and learning to let go of the things that are not within my control and um and then a bunch of other stuff along the way but that's really where I started was just trying to get get a hold of my my thinking and my mindset and that's so interesting because mindset is so important, right? And yeah. what if you would have had these tools before going into what you did? Because you probably had to hit some sort of rock bottom of sorts before you started implementing tools. Like yeah. when was it that you realized like, okay, I need to do X, Y, and Z. And what were those things that you did? Oh, man. Um, these are really good questions, Blair. Really I, good questions. Very, I love asking questions. Ask anyone yeah. who knows me. It's like how I have yeah. conversations. So, um, I got, like I said, like we were just, um, like we had, I could see the writing on the wall that, hey, we are, um, like we're growing. I need to, I need to do this thing. So it was like kind of a projection. And we talked a little bit about in business about projecting like future budgets. And so you can kind of make plans. So I, like I was th thinking those boats are close together. It's time to jump from, from one to the other. And so, I mean, rock bottom was just the fact that, Hey, we don't have any income. Like every, we have another, we have a couple other coaches here at our gym. I have to pay them. I have rent, like all, all of the stuff that I thought was going to be coming in that I would be able to replace my design income with was just it was just not there um so um i would just i mean we, we just kind of sat down like okay what can we cut out of our budget we we're doing all the things and that's that's really um in this situation like what was the rock bottom it was just like a month after quitting my job like we had nothing 
Um, and uh, that that's a really scary place to to be. So um, so on a recommendation from um, from my business mentor, I started reading uh, a book called The Daily Stoic, and it's like a daily devotional kind of reading thing. Um, and there's there's a journal that goes with it. I don't have the journal. I just started coming up with my own ways of like journaling um, and thinking about this. So I'd read through the thing and be like, okay, how does this apply to my life right now? And then how can I show up in a like a in this area better today? And um, and just gradually, day after day, I began to stop scrambling all over the place trying to do all the different things and become get more focused on the things that are really going to move the needle forward in our business so we started focusing on like um retention like hey people will come it's going to be okay but first we need to make sure that nobody's leaving because that makes it even worse and it's easier to keep somebody than to, to find somebody new and then um and then it just took a lot of trial and error of just like the things that actually turned the business around um, it was just trial and error through marketing and advertising stuff to, to make that happen. But for me personally, like the resilience that I was trying to build, um, it came with like, okay, here's things that I'm not good at that the business needs. And I'm going to have to do those things. Nobody else is going to do it for me. Here's stuff that, like I could project onto it. These are all the things that I'm afraid is going to happen. But look, really, what's the worst that's going to happen? Can I survive that? Yeah, totally. It may be some embarrassment. Maybe we go and, you know, we have to cut our budget a little bit more or, or whatever, but we're, we're going to be okay. So I, I need to do this challenging thing. I need to have this difficult conversation with the coach and say, hey, I'm going to cut your hours back because I need to pick up more. Um, and and it was a bummer for them, but, but it was something that needed to happen. And so... Um, just with that daily practice of, of the trying to better myself and thinking about um, kind of the, the, the mindset stuff that's around building resilience, like working on that in kind of a theoretical sense, like kind of processing that in journaling and stuff, but then actually putting an action plan together to say, this is how I'm going to go do that today, even if it makes me uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing all of that. So much wisdom there. Like if you're listening and this is impactful, pause it, rewind it. There's going to be a big crack of thunder as I'm talking. I'm sidebar. I just moved to where I am. This is my first like full summer here. And where I was, there used to be no thunderstorms and I love thunderstorms. Oh, can you hear oh. it? Probably not. Anyways. I can um, hear it a little bit. I love, okay. I love them as well. They're awesome. Oh, I grew up in the prairies in Manitoba, Canada, and there's mm -hmm. such good prairie storms. And then when I moved out West, I never really got them, but this new, new place I live has them. So it's very exciting. Um, so, I mean, mindset's so important and like having daily rituals and daily practices, how you kind of strengthen that muscle. And it's interesting because I talk about how to strengthen your resilience muscle. And one of them is practicing gratitude. So, mm -hmm. and I know like practicing gratitude every day for at least 21 days at the same time where you yeah. practice, you know, listing three things you're grateful for. I do it every day. Right. And I have an alarm that goes off every day at 9 PM. It's my gratitude alarm and it changes the neural pathways in your brain um do you have any other exercises or anything that you make sure you you do almost every single day or every single day that helps you stay in that mindset and has part two of that question is like has it started to shift your energy in a way where clients are coming in members are coming in people are getting stronger at your crossfit gym yeah yeah um 
Totally. So my, I have a morning ritual um, that started with me just doing that book and has grown to something. So I get up before my kids, I make myself a cup of coffee. I have some water to be intentional about hydration, like doing things with, with ritual and with intention, I think helps cement things that we wait for things to be hap, like haphazardly. We wait to, Hey, someday I'll have the resilience to do this thing. Good luck. Like it's better to be prepared. And you alluded to that earlier like what if i learned all this stuff earlier right um so anyway uh water coffee i sit down and i i read something um and that varies from a lot of different things but something that is going to challenge the way that i see the world a little bit and then i'll reflect on that and then i'll write questions or answer the questions like how how does this impact like me where am i at in relationship to this where can i be better at that and then what is an action step today that i can take to move forward on this and so it's just baby steps every day um but um so after i actually right before i read something i or um i write down there i will do my three gratitudes so i write down three things that i am grateful for because that was some oh it was huge and the fact that you brought that up like reminded me how huge that is that was something that my a business mentor made me start doing because they like I was just so pessimistic about my business and everything and they wouldn't not let me talk about what was wrong unless I talked about what was right first and it took me a year to understand how important that is like I just it felt dumb it felt really cheesy but it totally transformed the way I see everything it's amazing like anyway so practicing gratitude is just so important so um, if anyone out there listening has been following along and I'm not too sure, um, Clayton, how much you know about me, but in the last like year and a half had a miss, like my husband almost died a few years ago. He had a heart attack and quadruple bypass surgery a year later after being told I couldn't get pregnant and got pregnant, had a miscarriage. A couple weeks later, his father died suddenly three months later, my mother died suddenly. And a year after not even four months ago, my father died and Almost every single day we practice, practice gratitude, sitting while holding my dying parents' hand, you know, coming home from the hospital after the miscarriage, no matter what we practice gratitude. And sometimes my gratitude is something as simple as grateful for free medical care. Cause I couldn't imagine how much that miscarriage would have cost yeah. in America, but like grateful for Advil and that the day is over. And then, you know, it's funny because sometimes when I'm not, if I don't like my alarm goes off or it's nine o'clock and I don't do gratitude because I'm a human too. And sometimes I'm in a bad mood and like, I don't want to do it. My husband who doesn't really believe in the similar things. Like I would say I'm more of, I'm pretty woo. Like I love, mm-hmm. like I love the metaphysical space and spiritual space and he's not, but he knows it's so important to me that you know, if I don't do it, he'll start doing it. He'll, he'll get, and we do it together. And, you know, even if I'm mad, like some, he does something and I'm mad at him or like, I'm annoyed or like whatever, like we do it anyways. And it's a really beautiful ritual. And it's something so easy that anyone can implement. And what you're saying about rituals and stuff is so interesting. So years ago, so I left Lululemon at the age of 23 and started my business. Like I really should have started my business and kept my job, but like I didn't really, I thought I was invincible and I mean, I am like, I, you know, but, but you know, you're still here. I learned, I learned a lot the hard way. And, um, when I started my PR company, I also started a coupon company, a health and wellness coupon company. And it's because Lululemon gave me free yoga and I still wanted free yoga and I couldn't figure out how to do it. And it was so expensive. And I was living in the most expensive city running a business. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I need free yoga. And I couldn't figure it out. So I basically built a health and wellness coupon 
like book, then online and group by model. And I went to all the places in Vancouver I wanted to try. And part of what I did was I actually created something. And this is before Instagram, before Pinterest. But I created a free embeddable widget that people were able to implement and put on their websites that had positive sayings. It was called the Daily Emotional Forecast. And so it was a gift. And be like, oh, Clayton, you can put this on your website. And I'll have positive messages. And it had our branding, which yeah. is so interesting that I came up with that. And then my mom and I started messaging each other every day, really positive things, like to stay in that energy. And yeah. I didn't know anything about mindset it's just what we did it's like i intuitively knew but i didn't like no no i yeah. mean you know <laughs> yes yes yeah. but it's so interesting that we're talking about this because your ritual of getting up drinking water before coffee which i always try to remind myself like i want some coffee and like chug some water put some lemon in it have some apple cider yeah. vinegar but you know water coffee and then easing into your day and i think morning rituals are so important because how many people wake up hit snoo or hit snooze you know, wake up, roll out of bed, make coffee, put their clothes on and start their day. And they yeah. don't ease into the day and they're setting them up for like, yeah. they're setting themselves up for potential disaster or like not well, yeah. in the right space. Yeah. And I mean, and most people start their day by checking their email and there's never anything good in email. I mean, rarely ever. So unless like, it's a, unless it's a newsletter from us. <laughs> oh well, Yeah, of, of course. So like, you just get in this pattern of like the drudgery and just like, you're immediately just weighed down with the the 500 new emails you have or or whatever. And so if you're doing that constantly, like no wonder you feel like everything is harder than it should be. And this, this idea of resilience of like overcoming obstacles and like getting back up on the horse when you fall, when you fall off, like if you don't see anything good in your life, you're not going to want to get back on the horse. So you got to make that a priority to see it because without it, you're not going to keep going. And people are amazing and they're trying to do amazing things in the world. And I would hate for them to give up because they don't know the power of, of gratitude. Oh, so good. Um, so what advice do you have for an entrepreneur or someone who has left their business? They're fully relying on their business to generate income and mm -hmm. sales completely slow down or dry up. Like what is, if you can give that entrepreneur one piece of advice, what would it be? Ooh, um, I would say don't freak out. Uh, spend some time getting a hold of your mind and like the things that you actually have control over. So um, you control in that situation, the things you control over are you have control over are your response to that situation. So measure your response. Um, shore up some of your systems so that maybe you can spend more time on on sales and less time on some other things. Um, but more of it's just going to be like trying to wrangle those the cats that are going to the distractions that are going to be oh, how do I make money? How do I make money? How do I how do I solve this? And, um, and just taking a second to breathe, think about the good things and, and then make a plan to, to improve just a little bit every day. I know you asked for one thing. Yeah. Like I said, there's never one thing. There's never one. Okay. That was amazing though. Like, and so if people want to connect with you, learn more about you, if they're in your neck of the woods or the urban center of the center, near your urban center of the center, I don't know what the neck of the woods is, is for urban places, but if they're in your hood, and they want to like come check your space out. How can people get a hold of you? Well, so uh, the best way, like, so through through all of this, I've started doing some resilience coaching for leaders. 
Um, and that's like years after the story we just talked about. So um, best place to get a, get a hold of me is ClaytonBora.com. Um, get on my email list. I send out useful, helpful things. So connect with me there. Um, and uh, there's a there's a free ebook there on the eight characteristics of an unshakable leader. Download that. Check check and see how how you're doing. A litmus test on on if you ha- how you're doing on those qualities, and uh, that'd be the best thing to do. And so what he just said was amazing. All the links are going to be in the show notes. And what he just said, this was years ago. Look where he is now. I mean, we, we kind of skipped over that because we have very limited time. And yeah. I mean, I feel like Leighton, I could talk to you forever, but you went from having a job and a side hustle to having a business that had a bit of a drought to figuring it out, changing your mindset and overcoming that and building a very successful business. And now you teach other leaders this. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this and you're like in that place, reach out because resilience, it's not just about personal life. It's about business too. You need to have resilience in every aspect of your life. And there's lots of ways to strengthen your resilience muscle, this podcast, our community and people like Clayton. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on Radical Resilience, for sharing your story with us. I'm going to go do the little test and get your, get your ebook, but I'm kind of scared too. It's not a test. It's not a test. It's just an ebook. You can just but you can uh, check in with the, the different characteristics and self-assess. Okay, I'm going to do an assessment. And, um, you know, everyone listening should too, because we are all leaders in some aspect of our life, whether it's in our career, our totally. family, our friend circle. We are yeah. in charge of our own lives. We are in control of what we are in control of. And that's such an important message because there's all so much out of our control. And again, if you've been following along, I've been in like a grief vortex. I know that right now really well. And so I can control practicing gratitude just like you do. You can control what you do when you wake up and how you enter your day. You can control what you consume, you know, with your eyes and your ears and your mouth yeah. and everything. So thank you so much for coming in, coming in, it coming was, on. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So good. And thank you to everyone for tuning in to another episode. I know I already said that, but I'm just so excited. We hope you have an awesome day. Thank yeah. you. That's a wrap for another episode of Radical Resilience. Do you feel inspired by this episode? You can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player and connect with us to join the conversation at IamResilient.info. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. And you, my friend, are resilient. Radical Resilience is a podcast created by The Resilience Project.